0: yo random ignorance podcast i'm your host savage the great i hope you guys are doing well on this nice beautiful day so check this out did you miss me did you miss me i know i've been away for a minute but yo anchor check this out y'all gotta get y'all shit together man because it's been a few podcasts that i have tried to publish and i was unable to do so because the app fucking crashes so anchor check this out man i'm gonna need y'all to get y'all shit together because it got me pissed off to the point that i i didn't even want to do them on anchor no more because the shit kept crashing like i have a fire ass podcast like i told y'all before i had a podcast about the democrats this is back when Stacey abrams and uh andrew Gillum was running i had a good ass political inside podcast and when i went to publish it the site froze The app froze and I could not publish it And then following that I had a fire ass podcast about The R. Kelly the surviving R. Kelly series and then once I tried to publish That it froze again and it's Just like yo but As I'm recording this I hope When it's time to publish this shit that it does Not freeze but I know I've been Away for a minute and I got a List of things that went On and shit while I was gone so I'm gonna try To go through them and knock everything out right So we're going to start off with the 21 Savage deportation case. This happened on Super Bowl Sunday, and this was trending along with the Super Bowl. And that's sometimes more than the Super Bowl, right? 21 Savage, it came out that he was deported because he is a UK citizen. And that is news to me because... Well that was news to everyone, and motherfuckers let them jokes fly. Their memes was flying. Their memes was flying because Twenty One Savage always positioned himself as the Atlanta goon, Atlanta in and out. But it, but it comes to find out he was here since he was twelve. And didn't change. Just said no, he was here since he was six. And it's just, it's just a bunch of up in the air shit. But the bottom line is that he wasn't born in Atlanta. But if you're there as young as five or six, bro, you from there. I don't give a fuck where you from. If you move there at five or six. Wherever you spend your formative years, that's pretty much where you're from. Wherever you have your first fight, your first kiss, your first girlfriend, your first suspension from school, make get your first job, your first whatever, 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 right? Whatever. That's that's where you're from. Those are your roots. That's the memories you're going to have. Ain't nobody going to remember shit from when they five or six or even twelve because your formative years for a male ain't even to your teenagers. So it's, it's weird, man. It's weird, but motherfuckers let their memes fly they was calling him sir sir 21 savage and they were saying he write his rhymes with a feather dipped in ink all type of crazy shit and then they said when he's in the booth he's really in the phone booth and if you know anything about the uk they got those little red phone booths because it still look like the the 1800s over there for some reason they have a bunch of old architecture and a bunch of old cars and shit it's kind of like the it's like the uk version of cuba you know how cuba was so They had so many sanctions against them that people couldn't send in new shit. So they just kept the old shit going. So you'll go to Cuba and see a car from the 40s. Mint condition. Shined up. Motherfuckers just be driving that. It's like you stuck in a time capsule when you go over there. You stuck in a time capsule when you go to Cuba. The same shit with the UK. Same shit. Because I just imagine seeing Mr. Bean or that type of stuff, right? But what really got people in arms, what really got people up in arms, right? And this is a crazy, crazy situation. Demi Lovato decided to throw in her two cents on the 21 Savage debacle. She tweeted that the 21 Savage memes were her favorite part of the Super Bowl. That's what she tweeted. And people got in her ass. People got in her ass. If you went under that tweet and to the tweets at her, they were all overdose jokes Because if you remember last year sometime Demi Lovato had an overdose She had an overdose And her fucking drug dealer was doing Interviews with TMZ and shit Like when does that happen? The drug dealer was on TMZ Doing interviews Saying yeah you know I, I, I gave her drugs And we used to have a sexual relationship Like bro, this is her drug dealer Are you fucking insane? But when she tweeted that Her mentions became flooded With people clowning her overdose and uh, crack memes and heroin memes and all that shit because people felt like if 21 is down, you shouldn't be kicking him because when you was down, motherfuckers wasn't kicking you. They kind of were, but they kind of weren't because white drug addicts, they don't get the same treatment that alleged black drug addicts get, right? When when that shit with Demi came out, it was, all get her some help. She's going to rehab. Oh, we could do more. Everyone gather around her, lend a hand, Um, some kind words, whatever. Even 21 Savage, it came out that he had uh, kind words about her. But when black people are on drugs or something, they get the Whitney Houston jokes. They get the Bobby Brown jokes. They get the coke head, the crack head, the heroin head joke. They get all that shit. We don't get no sympathy Black people that are addicted to drugs and alcohol, we don't get none of that sympathy. We don't get that shit. It's all jokes. It's all fun. You the clown, you the whatever, whatever. But back to this 21 Savage shit. So she got flooded with a lot of hate, a lot of comments, a lot of people saying, get the fuck out of here, dumbass bitch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She ended up deactivating her Twitter. She ended up deactivating her Twitter because she couldn't take it and she was going to have another mental breakdown, all type of shit. That's why it's better. It's better. And a lot of people made this point. They said, we're, we're just joking about 21 Savage and there was a lot of black people making these jokes. And if you're familiar with black people, black people only allow black people to fuck with black people, if you get what I'm saying. It's like your family. It's like, I could be for my brother. I could sock my brother, I could kick his ass, I could slap him, we could fight all day. But when he step out that house and you step to him, we are gonna have a fucking issue. Because only I could do that, you feel me? Because I'm not doing it out of place to harm him, I'm not doing it out of place of spite, I'm not doing it out of place to to cause, you know, you know I'm not trying to cause harm to him, and plus that's someone that I know not know, but you, you, you get it you know, you understand, you understand but, listen man she eventually um, deactivated her shit, I think she's back now but 21 Savage was healed in, in custody and ice. And he was on a 23 and one. And if you don't know what 23 and one is, that is 23 hours locked in a cell, one hour a day out. That is it. You spend 23 hours locked in a cell, one day, one hour a day out. And now one hour, you can make phone calls. You can get a shower. You can work out. You could do this. You could do that. But 23 and one, that is what they give killers. That is what they give motherfuckers in solitary confinement. That's what they give people who are charged with murdering people. Twenty-three and one. That is. Remember when Denzel on Training Day when he was talking on his little rant at the end? Shoe program, nigga. Twenty-three hour a day lockdown. That's what he was talking about. That's the type of shit they do in Pelican Bay, but they do it in ICE too, I guess. Um, they do it in ICE in ICE holding or the deportation offices or whatever you want to call it, but. Um, he eventually got out. It came out like maybe a day or two ago that he was able to get out with the help of his lawyers and Jay-Z offered some help as well. And he was able to get out. So now he's going to try to fight his case because it said that he was in the process of getting his visa renewed or something. And it takes a long time. If you know anything about that process, it takes a long ass time. So they said he was in the process, but it just ain't went through yet. And the cops picked him up before it went through. But they also said when the car he was in, he had a gun. But I think somebody else claimed that gun because it's not really being... It's, it's everywhere now. So you're going to have to hear it from him when he when he finally decides to sit down and talk about it. And if he wants to, you ain't got to explain yourself. But you know how that goes. When you're in the industry and some shit kicks up, you got to jump in front of it. And you gotta you got to say your piece or whatever, right? So hold your head, 21... Uh, Demi, I don't know if she really deserved that. Next time, if you if you even listening to this, not Demi, but anybody, shit, keep mind your fucking business, bruh Mind your business. When you see some shit happening on the timeline, don't try to jump in and be cool. Don't try to kick, don't try to kick a motherfucker down. Don't try to you feel me? Don't try to do that. Don't try to throw your little jabs in. Don't try to fit in with the culture of what's happening. Don't do that shit. Just watch and laugh, motherfucker. You ain't have to go out there tweeting no crazy shit, but. Hold your head, 21. Next. Bow Wow. Shad Moss. Lil Bow Wheezy. Uh Calvin Cambridge from Like Mike. Um shit, uh, bounce with me, bounce with me, all that good stuff. But Bow Wow was involved in a domestic violence case where him and his girl were arrested. And if you look at the mug shots, it looked like his girl was the aggressor. Some witnesses said his girl was the aggressor, but some video came out of Bow Wow in the elevator with her and he grabbing her hand and snatching shit from her and all that. And that's normal. That doesn't mean that he went and put his hands on her, but it is showing that it was aggression on both sides, right? Because she made the 911 call. She made the 911 call saying he was he hit her and he did this and he did that, but that nigga's the one with all the bruises. So it's, it's said that either she was... It's weird, it's weird, because only them two know. But the witnesses said that she was being aggressive and, you know, that's how that shit goes. But check this out, man. Once that shit gets that far to where y'all are fighting in public, to where y'all fighting in the middle of a fucking lobby To where y'all fighting in the hotel Like y'all ain't got no fucking sense To where both of y'all get arrested Yo you gotta let that shit go man You gotta let that shit go I know that word is tossed around a lot The whole toxic relationship shit But that is a toxic relationship When y'all both going to jail And y'all gotta, y'all gotta bail y'all own selves out Cause Bow Wow bailed himself out His girl was still in jail for a minute His girl was still in jail So when it gets to that point, you just got to call it quits, bro. You just got to call it quits. You got to leave it alone, man. Because it's not healthy. It's going to lead to somebody catching real charges. It's going to lead to one of y'all killing the other one. It's going to lead to some crazy shit. And I know nobody want to go through that, man. So when it gets to that point, when it gets past arguing and it gets to physical and y'all both in the streets throwing hands and both going to jail and now y'all gonna have to either go to trial or you are gonna both have to drop y'all charges against each other and get lawyers involved and pay for lawyers and somebody might be looking at jail time plus fines plus probation plus all that goofy shit like just just call it quiz man just call it quiz but the crazy thing is when this whole situation first came out right and you see the picture of Bow Wow And he had scratches across his face People were letting the jokes fly People were saying Damn Bow Wow he got his ass whooped by his girl Etc 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 I didn't like that And it came out a lot of people didn't like that But when this shit first dropped and those pictures were first released That was people's first mind Damn Bow Wow you can't get nothing right bro This another L for you All that type of shit But when it came out And it looked like the girl was perfectly fine Obviously, that man showed restraint. That is what that is called. The man showed restraint because the witnesses, when they first came out, said he was trying to walk away and he was getting punched and hit and spit on his shit. So obviously, the man showed some restraint. So I don't get why that shit is funny, because if the pictures came out and she had a fat lip and a busted nose and a black eye and shit, y'all would have been giving Bow Wow a whole different type of energy. So it was like he couldn't, he can't win in that situation. He let her whip his ass while trying to restrain her or whatever. And then if he would have turned around and whipped her ass, it would have been another issue. So it's like he couldn't win in this situation regardless. And I think it's only because it's Bow Wow, because Jay-Z was in the same situa- situation with um Solange in the elevator. She was whipping his ass and he held incredible restraint, incredible restraint. And Solange ain't lose no deals. Solange ain't getting no trouble Solange ain't go to jail Solange ain't get probation Because if, if that came out And that was Jay-Z Whipping Solange ass in that elevator Oh bro Oh we ain't drinking no more Do say Everybody canceling title We not streaming no Jay Jay is canceled He the fuck out of here That type of shit right We not drinking no Ace of Spades Niggas can't afford it But if you could We not drinking no Ace of Spades Jay would have been the fuck out of here But after Solange did that She was getting praises Because it was like Oh you know, Jay, Jay was cheating on Beyonce and Solange couldn't uh, hold it in no more. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So men have to have this ultimate level of restraint when it comes to being physical to where it comes to when it comes to having issues. We have to have this ultimate level of restraint. God god godlike, because it is a human. It is in human nature to defend yourself by any means. It is in human nature to where you are threatened or you are being harmed to defend yourself. And that's if you're threatening or being harmed. That is not going out looking for trouble. That is not being on the offensive. That is not being the aggressor. But it is in a human's natural defense. And I mean, it is in a, hu- a human's natural nature to defend yourself. But Jay showed incredible restraint, um, in- inc- inc- incredible strength in not doing anything back. It looks like Bow Wow showed that in his case. But If y'all laughing at the Bow Wow, you know, scratches and his lumps and bruises and shit on his mugshot, um, was the Rihanna mugshot or her pictures from the police or whatever, was that shit funny as well? When y'all saw what Chris Brown did to her, was that shit funny? Because if you laughing at what Bow Wow Girl did to him, then what Chris Brown did to Rihanna should be funny as well, right? But people don't keep that same energy and we know it. We know the double standards that exist in domestic violent cases or in the court when it comes to child support or custody we know the double standards that exist but those are the double standards that are never addressed it's always the double standards on oh I'm getting uh, X amount of cent per dollar as a man that type of shit, why can man fuck many girls but girls can't, that type of shallow ass shit right, why can men walk around with a shirt but girls can't it's that type of shit, y'all don't want to address the real double standards man, but listen Next, Jesse Smollett. Now, if you don't know who Jesse Smollett is, he is from the show Empire. I don't know anyone that still watches that shit. I remember early on, it was like season one. It was up to probably like episode five. My girl was fucking hyped. Hey, you gotta watch Empire. Empire, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch Empire. I saw one and a half episodes, and I clocked out. And I clocked out. I was done. That shit was whack. It was trash. It was campy. They had performances most of it. Like it was whack it was trash Um, but people saw it seasons later and I'm glad I didn't waste fucking four seasons of my life watching that shit just to realize it was whack but he went to Chicago well he lives in Chicago but he was out at 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning or whatever talking to his manager on the phone this is how the story goes talking to his manager on the phone going to Subway and on his way back or whatever it was two men And they had a rope and they had some bleach and they were wearing all black. And one of them said, hey, ain't that 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 faggot nigger from Empire? Aren't you him or something? And they began to assault him. They put the rope, the rope around his neck and made it act as a noose. They poured bleach on him. They whipped his ass. They bruised some ribs or cracked some ribs or whatever. Right. He was laid up in the hospital People like, oh man, you see what this is This is racism, this is homophobia All rolled into one And then it was said, the attackers were saying "Um, MAGA, this is MAGA country All that shit, so it tied in the political element As well as the racial and You know, uh, gay element So it was all the major elements Outside of sexism Because those are the four Racism, homophobia Sexism, and political party That's, That's four The fifth, this is the trump card, religion. Religion it supersedes all that shit. But that's the five. That's the five politicians don't want to touch. Nobody want to touch. That's those the shits that you stay away from. And he had three of the five, so that should tell you something. But he said he got his ass whooped. There was pictures coming out of him in the hospital, and it was a bunch of celebrities like, man, look what happened, look what happened. But people began to poke holes in this story. They began to poke holes in this story Because it came out And I don't know if this is true or not But someone said that Jesse, he is a gay man That he was at a gay club in Chicago He talked to or hit on the wrong person And he was doing it in a disrespectful way He was followed home And he got beat up for it That is the story That's the story that's been floating around And it makes it That sounds more plausible Than the story of the two men That are walking around in freezing temperatures Because at this time it was like fucking twenty degrees or ten degrees, and they were walking around with bleach and a rope. And it is said, it is said, that when Jesse went home, by the time the cops showed up or whatever it was, that he still had the noose around his neck, and he he took his sandwich home with him for that that he got from Subway. And that makes you think, what kind of motherfucker is gonna leave the noose around his neck for people to see? Like you can have the noose. You can hold the noose, you can take the fucking noose off But what kind of person is going to have the noose around his neck And it was said that he didn't want to give up his phone records But then it came out that he was willing to give them up He just had to redact some shit and redact That's, that's basically when you see those government files That have black markers through the important uh, Black markings through the important shit That's pretty much what it is. Like is I'm only going to let you see what you need to see I'm not going to let you see this, this, this and this so I guess he gave him up because they want to know if he was talking to his manager because his manager said that he heard him getting into a scuffle and he heard some people yelling and all that. Cops said they reviewed 12 cameras and reviewed them from the start to the finish and they didn't see anything. It's, it's weird, man. It's a weird case. It's a weird case. But a lot of people are skeptical A lot of people are afraid to public publicly Say it because they will look, they will look Homophobic, they will look racist They will look etc, etc I know I'm saying etc a lot because I don't It's basically, etc just means So on and so on and so forth And so forth and all that shit So forgive me if you heard me say Etc too many goddamn times But A lot of people been poking holes in the case A lot of people don't believe him A lot of people say he's He's, he's acting crazy. Like, it's just weird, man. It's a weird case. It's a weird case. And when you get into this shit to where you plan on people's emotions and fears because beating up someone and putting a rope around their neck for black people, even if you're not from that time, that is traumatic. That shit is ingrained in our DNA. Pretty much that lynching shit that is ingrained in our DNA to be our antennas go up when we hear some shit like that. To where we white man with a rope Our antennas go up That is ingrained in our psyche From generation to generation To where it's not even said It's just bred. now To where we know that To where our antennas go up soon as we hear that As soon as we see that soon as we, we lean in a little bit And pay closer attention To when, when a motherfucker say that So hopefully he ain't lying man Because if you're lying um, It's gonna make everything look bad It's gonna make everything look bad because he tried to throw the, the political shit in it with the MAGA things. And if he lying, they're going to have a fucking field day. They're going to have a field day if he's lying. And then once again, you crying wolf. So if another entertainer or another somebody says something like this happens to them, if it's a similar story, it's not going to be believed. So I hope he's not lying, man. I hope he's not. But a lot of people think he is. But I hope he's not. Just for the sake of credibility within the groups within the gay group within the black group and within the political party just for the sake of just being credible and believable you you understand but we're gonna stay on politics politician Kamala Harris if you're not familiar she is a woman from Oakland that is running for president in the 2020 race now Kamala Harris she pretty much has black people split 50 50 50 50% are with her 50% are against her and that's because she has a history as a DA and a prosecutor. And a lot of people say the shit that she pushed through and the people that she wanted to charge because she pushed those 25 to life sentences. She pushed that. She pushed those three strike life your sent- sentences and you're out. All that type of shit she pushed. She pushed um, not, not, uh, prosecuting, not prosecuting cops when they found doing certain shit. Like she pushed certain things as a DA. Right. So now she's basically trying to pander and go on a breakfast club and she got videos dancing to Cardi B and doing all this crazy shit. Right. Like, don't pander to us. If you haven't learned from Hillary Clinton, that pandering shit does not work anymore. Going to a black church, listening to black music, doing the black dances, using some black slang, going to the black media is not going to work because black people have smartened up. We have noticed the con. We have seen that y'all only will y'all asses into the hood every four years when y'all need to vote or every two years when y'all need to vote. So now black people are asking for a black agenda. What a black agenda is, is a agenda that directly affects black people, not people of color, Not minorities, because when black people are lumped in in those groups, you're going to have the Latinos to get something. You're going to have the Asians to get something. You're going to have the the LBGTQ community get something. You're going to have women get something because all those groups count as minorities and black people are going to get whatever is left at the bottom. Because all these other groups, they have their own agenda. Like the LBGTQ, they have their own agenda. The Latinos, they have their own agenda. Immigration has its own agenda. Women have their own agenda. But it seems like black people's agenda is only bunched in with a bunch of other agendas. Like, no, we want our own agenda just like everyone else has their own agenda, right? And we're not asking for reparations. We're not asking for none of that shit. And when people talk about black, um, what they're going to do for black people, they start talking about criminal reform. Oh, we're going to start doing criminal reform. Well, that's kind of a slap in the face because all black people aren't criminals, All black people aren't in jail All black people aren't uh, In the system, so what are you going to do for those Outside of the system? Well, you know uh, Black people, um, we're going to give you We're going to give the HBCU Some money, well all black people aren't Going to college and all black people don't go to HBCU So what are you going to do for Black people outside of that? Are you going to allocate land? Are you going to give tax breaks? Are you going to give Small business loans more? What are you going to do? And a lot of them can't answer that So Cory Booker was on there and he pretty much laughed off a black agenda he was on the breakfast club you could look up the clip and they asked him what a black agenda what, what he had for a black agenda and he laughed and pretty much went on to babble about some other shit so Cory Booker isn't getting a vote Kamala Harris she said that she's going to give money to HBCUs but all black people don't go to HBCUs and all black people aren't in college and because a lot of us are older than college age and a lot of us Didn't go to college Or plan to go to college So That doesn't That doesn't help Like I said We need land allocation We need some tax breaks We need some small business loans Some home loans Some shit that We didn't get in the past We need something To help catch us up You feel me? Cause we running a race On one foot While other motherfuckers Are in a car doing You know Come on man Come on But I think Kamala Harris Is off the list Um She says she does Believe in reparations she didn't say in what form, though. She didn't say in what form. And a lot of black people, uh, I'm not talking about just getting a check because that shit ain't good. Just getting a check. Nah, 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 nah. We need tax breaks, small business loans, home loans and land allocation. And that will pretty much help it because you have someone running. Her name is Marianne Williamson and she's proposing giving reparations to black people. But she's talking about 100 billion. That's not enough. That's not enough. For slavery, for Jim Crow, for redlining, for that's not enough. For segregation, 100 billion is not enough. And her example was what the Germans gave to the Jews. They gave them 89 billion. Well, we were enslaved and going through this shit for hundreds of years. So that shit gotta be in the trillions if you're trying to give reparations. And it don't even gotta be in one lump sum. It could be over the years. It don't even gotta be in checks. It could be over land allocation. Uh, small business loans Not even loans, small business grants Fuck the loans, home grants It could be, you know, it doesn't have to be Oh, we just going to write y'all a big ass check And every black person is going to get um, $100,000 or two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars 300000 it doesn't have to work like that We can get it in other ways But we do need a way to build in- infrastructure So we don't keep going back to this shit, right? So I think Kamala Harris is off the list Cory Booker is off the list Because none of them have spoken about a feasible black agenda that will affect all black people. I'm not talking about fucking criminal reform to where all people are affected when you do criminal reform. You know, it's going to be Latinos in there, it's going to be white people in there. Criminal reform is criminal reform. So, everybody that's a criminal is going to benefit from that. But we're talking about what is black people going to benefit from specifically, right? So, after that, you know, that's that's cool, but We're going to see what happens because 2020 is close, but it's kind of far. So we're going to see what they bring up and what they talk about from between now and then. And hopefully someone comes up with some good ideas or, you know, someone runs that has their ear to the streets and understand that when black people hold their vote, motherfuckers lose. When black people hold their vote, motherfuckers lose. When black people get behind someone, they win. It is common sense. And I'm not talking about fucking Hillary Clinton because Jay-Z got behind her. Black people was not fucking with Hillary Clinton because she had to answer for them super predator comments. She had to answer for Bill Clinton's three strike laws. She had to answer for certain shit and she couldn't do it. So they tried to paint it as, oh, you know, people don't want to vote for a woman. No, she was a piece of shit. So let's get that straight. But off the politics, man, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was held in Atlanta It was the Patriots versus the Rams The Patriots put their foot in the Rams ass I ain't watch it Not because I ain't want to I was boycotting I was just at work And I wouldn't have watched it anyway Because believe it or not I'm not that football guy I know every black dude In their 20s and 30s and 40s Supposed to love fucking football And supposed to play Madden and all I I don't do that shit That shit is boring Unless it's my team playing Which are the Los Angeles Chargers I don't watch that shit Super Bowl you know they showed all the commercials on social media this year so once you got to see him in real time they were not exciting like people seen that chance commercial with uh, the Backstreet Boys days before the Super Bowl even happened so it's not it's not like it used to be but a lot of people were saying oh man you know Travis Scott performed why'd he perform all that all that all that Travis Scott is his own man but Travis Scott has a checkered past of saying and doing dumb shit like it came out someone in his camp leaked and said, hey, he spoke to Colin Kaepernick and Colin Kaepernick gave him the all right. And Colin Kaepernick was like, no, he didn't. And they pretty much just jumped off that story. But he did. But then he had said some shit about Mike Brown and, oh, we don't know what Mike Brown was doing. He might have not been no angel. And If you don't know who Mike Brown is, he is the person that was killed by the officer Darren Wilson down in Ferguson. And that kicked off pretty much what you see now is. You know the black the black movement, or you know what it is. Um, Trayvon really started it, but uh, Trayvon Martin started it, but Mike Brown put that shit in another gear to where people were setting shit on fire for Mike Brown. So that's different. But people were saying he shouldn't have did it. But the in the NFL was pandering so fucking hard this year. Oh my god, they had um, Martin Luther King's daughter or niece at the game. They had. Uh, John Lewis, the civil rights activist, like they were fucking pandering. They were pandering. They had big boy, um, you know, from outcast. He had all star, you know, lineup performing with him. But one thing I do like about this Super Bowl, I'm not a big football fan, especially after them blackball and Kaepernick. But one thing I do like is that it was in Atlanta. Now, if you don't know anything about Atlanta, it is pretty much the last chocolate city. And when I say chocolate city, I mean the city of black people. I mean, the city that is run by black people, that is uh, employed by black people, that is filled with black people. Black people reside there. They own businesses. That is a black city. The mayor is black. A lot of the police are black. The politicians are black. The residents are black. The stores are black owned, black employed. Everything is black. So once that goes there and the NFL goes there and brings all that money to that city, they then get to recycle it inside the city. And and, And with that being a chocolate city. That is what I love because DC used to be a chocolate city. It used to be known as chocolate city. This is for my. This is for the people back in the day. If y'all knew anything about DC back in the day, it was known as chocolate city. Now it don't got that fucking title no more because it is being gentrified. Motherfuckers is getting moved out, getting kicked out. So it's kind of up in the air right now, but it used to be called chocolate city. But Atlanta is probably the last real chocolate city to where it's not just black people living there. It's black people running shit. So Super Bowl and it came and went, you know, it wasn't real exciting. Next, we got rappers and their fucked up contracts. It is a rapper from LA, his name is Blueface. His name is Blueface, he is signed to WAC100, that is the games manager, that is Ray J's manager. And he is signed through Cash Money, he is signed to WAC100 and Cash Money. Now if you know anything about Cash Money, that's Birdman. If you know anything about Birdman, he is known for jerking artists. He is infamous for jerking artists. He healed. He jerked Lil Wayne's money. And Lil Wayne is his son. He he raised that nigga since he was nine. Lil Wayne is probably the biggest artist. Not even. He is the biggest artist that Cash Money has ever seen. And then he started his own shit to where he brought in Drake. And he brought in Nicki Minaj. So he has done more for that label than anybody else. Than anybody else. Than fucking BG then Juvenile, then Turk, then Manny Fresh, then everybody that came through Cash Money. That shit is built on Lil Wayne's back. And Birdman tried to jerk him. He had to go to court and fight for his money for six, seven. He was... That that Quarter 5 album was held up for years because Wayne was trying to get his money and get his rights to put it out. And that is someone that is considered his dad, his son. They had an album called Like Father, Like Son. And he still jerked him. So fast forward You got Blueface on the Breakfast Club Charlamagne asks him about his contract Blueface looks over to Wack100 Who's standing out of frame of camera And he says I don't know you gotta ask that man So of course the follow up question is So you don't know your contract? Uh, I don't know you gotta ask that man Do you know how fucking stupid You gotta be to not know your contract Especially when signing with a person Who is known for janky contracts Do you know how fucking dumb You gotta be You know how stupid you have to be. If I was to sign with Birdman, bro, I am taking that contract to three fucking lawyers and they don't know each other. And I'm not talking about a a lawyer through cash money or a lawyer through Universal. I'm talking about an independent entertainment lawyer. And he's going to explain that shit to me. And after that, I'm going to take it to another lawyer and another lawyer. And then if they have to rewrite some shit or whatever, I'm going to send it back to him with a new list of demands and terms. No, you can't have my masters. No, you can't have none of my publishing. No, you can't have this. You can't have that. No, I'm not in no fucking 360. No, I'm not signing no 10 album deal. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. So when you see shit like that, you already know what's coming. You know, you already know the jerk is coming. You already know in a few years or a few, a few months maybe, you're going to see the nigga Blueface talking about, man, you know, they jerking me. I'm not putting on no album. I'm done doing music because that's how that shit goes. New artists always get into a janky ass contract because the labels always tell them this is normal. All right. When you do your second album or you get a little bit bigger, we can negotiate, but this is a normal contract for a new artist, etc., etc. No, nigga. And then on Instagram, you see that whack one hundred just bought blue, blue face a Porsche. Now, if you know anything about that tactic, nigga, that is your money that they're buying those things with. And if they're smart about it, or if you are smart about it, you will know you're going to have to pay for that at the end. You will know that when they pull out that ledger of the money you owe, oh, that Porsche is going to be on it, buddy. That Porsche is going to be on it. That hundred thousand plus dollar Porsche. Yes, that is going to be on that ledger of the money you owe. They call it recouping. So the label the label can say, oh, we haven't recouped because you have this hundred thousand dollar, hundred and fifty thousand dollar portion and this chain, and then the video, the video was fifty thousand dollars, and then that yg feature was uh, $50,000 and then that g Easy feature was $50,000 and then that Cardi B feature was $250,000 and then this was this and then the traveling expenses when we had to put you up in that nice hotel, the W or the Four Seasons, oh that was 500 600 700 a night and you stayed there for three days and then oh you had food and you did this and then at your concert, you want, you, come on man, come on, come on so by the time you put your album out and that shit sells what it sells. That's just gonna go towards the money you owe them. You're not gonna get no royalties off that shit. And then if you only owe, and then if you only own half of your publishing or twenty percent of your publishing, you're never gonna pay that shit off. All you're gonna do is hope to put in another album and the other album be bigger. And then hopefully it could wipe out your debt. But that never happens because when they're pushing that second album, all that is all that is is adding to your debt because. Now they're going to have to get more features. And now they're going to have to do more videos. And now you're going to have to do another tour. And now you're going to have to do this and this and this. So that just piles on top of it. So the more you try to work it off, the more it adds to it. It's called being upside down. Being upside down is when you're paying more than something is worth. So it's easy to be upside down on car payments or house payments or contracts. It's easy to be upside down. And we all know how this shit goes. We all seen it unfold. Even industry veterans get fucked by contract, so of course dude dudes fresh off the block just in the game and they give you uh, a $60,000, $70,000 signing bonus and they make sure it's in all 20s or all 10s or all 50s so it can look like more than what it is and they give it to you. Yes, and then you have to pay that back. So it's like, come on, man. Come on, bro. It's weird, man. Weird times we living in, people. Weird times. But next, we're going to touch on the Oscars, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. So the Oscars came came on this past Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this. But they came on, and they were black. The Oscars this year were black. Not the Oscars. What am I talking about? The Grammys. The Grammys. The music. The Oscars is for the movies. The Grammys is for the music. Excuse me. Excuse me. Save your comments. Save your replies. I know I corrected it. Thank you for the help. But the Grammys came on this past Sunday. Um Cardi B won best rap album. She was in a category with Travis Scott for Astro World, she was in a category with Nipsey Hussle for Victory Lap. Uh who else was in there? Um who else was in, in in the best rap category? Um it was Travis Scott, Nipsey Hussle, Cardi B Invasion of Privacy, Pusher T Daytona and I think Post Malone. So she beat all of them of course because she is the biggest star. Cardi B is such a big star. You might think she a fucking industry plant, but only because we've seen her grind from the bottom to the top, so to say. We've seen her come from a stripper to being a Grammy-winning artist on her first album. You know how fucking rare that is to win a Grammy on your first album. You have big names that ain't never won a Grammy. Nicki Minaj, she never won a Grammy. She got ten or eleven nominations. Snoop never won a Grammy. I don't think so. Pac never won a Grammy Nas never won a Grammy so you have these monumental people who never won a Grammy and Cardi B gets it on her first go round and she's in a field of people she was in a in the category of people like Nipsey Hussle do you know how long Nipsey Hussle been grinding do you know how long Pusher T been grinding no pun intended do you know how long Post Malone been out and how many hits he's had do you know how long fucking Travis Scott been on the grind and World is his, is his biggest shit but Cardi B gets a a Grammy win for Invasion of Privacy which has songs like Bodak Yellow and Bodak Yellow and all that shit on it but you know congrats to her man congrats to her but one thing is i guess people were criticizing her or saying she didn't deserve it or whatever because she did end up shutting her Instagram down and i do not understand why celebrities do that I do not understand why celebrities let people get to them. Maybe it's just how I'm built. But if I was doing all that and getting all them congratulations and all that money and all and I'm happy with my craft and all that, I wouldn't let some comments be able to get me the fuck out of here. After I win a Grammy, are you fucking crazy? After I win a Grammy, I'm gonna go look on social media and pay attention to the negative comments and let it ruin my fucking day. No, sir. No, sir. That's not happening. Like no But some people are You know Insecure within themselves And I'm not saying That she is But I'm saying A lot of people they, they don't They don't They don't feel secure Within themselves Or happy with them their crafts Or feel they're deserving Of certain shit So when someone Reinforces those negative thoughts That they already have About themselves They pretty much shut down Because they're used To getting fed The opposite They're used to getting fed Oh man You know you're so great You did this You did that You came from here You came from there you came from there. Then when someone says, "Nah, that shit kind of trash. You ain't really deserve it. Nah, you ain't put the work in. Nah, you didn't write them raps. You got exposed. You got a ghost writer, etc., cetera, etc." Gonna tap at a motherfuckers' mental. It's gonna tap at your psyche. That's what it's gonna do. Especially when you feel like you're not. You're already insecure and kind of. She kind of seems like she is. It's easy to that. Oh, so, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj went on. I guess she was getting criticized. Motherfucker was killing Nicki Minaj. Say, you let? Carly get her year out On her first album You been out 10 years Four albums And you had 10 nominations And ain't shit And Nicki Minaj was kind of like Yeah I feel like I've been Blackballed by this Executed I feel like I've been blackballed To an show That she pretty much only does To stir up shit Because she ain't got nothing know going on Or nothing else to talk about So all she does on there Is she releases freestyles And talk shit about people people tune in For that So that's gonna be her lane Sooner or later Because ain't nobody Fucking with her musically like that But B.T. Them dumb motherfuckers at BET, right? After Cardi B won her Grammy, someone at BET posted the article and had a caption with the article, Cardi B is Grammy winning and Nicki Minaj is getting dragged by her lace front or some shit, right? Someone at BET, Black Entertainment Television, tweeted this. Nicki Minaj saw it. She said, okay, me or Young Money are not doing the BET experience or the awards anymore. We're not doing that. We're pulled. We, we pulled out. Then she posted something and Lil Wayne was with it. So they're not getting none of that. And that is the dumbest shit you ever can do because you have all of these big ass brands trying to be the fucking shade room. And you have all these big ass brands trying to be baller alert or boss up. You have all these big ass brands trying to move like that because they want that traction. They want that look. Brands can't move like that. No, 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 no. They can't move like that because Shade Room don't have to do business with Nicki Minaj because they're a consumer-based thing. So they pretty much just get traffic. They don't have a, a TV show. They don't have a network. They don't have award shows. They don't have to keep relationships. They don't do interviews. They don't have to keep relationships and good. And that goes with Boss Up and Shade Room and uh, Baller Alerter. That They don't have to keep relationships. And if you know anything about the BET Awards, nobody goes to that shit every fucking award they call, the person isn't there to accept it. And for new best artists, we got such and such, and then the music comes on, and a motherfucker lean in, oh, such and such isn't here to accept this artist, I'm going to accept this award, I'm going to accept it on his behalf. Like, come on, man, BET, you're being stupid. And Nicki Minaj, if you look at the BET Awards, she's always there. She was either always performing, or she's always in front row. And for you dumb fucking idiots, To burn that bridge, trying to be snaky, trying to be cool, trying to be funny. Ha ha, jokes on you, motherfucker. Jokes on you. Because we all know the big names, they don't really fuck with the BET Awards unless Viacom is cutting a check, because that's who owns BET. Viacom owns BET. So we all know... People don't fuck with them unless they getting a check cut from Viacom. Like Beyonce when she performed there a couple years back with the water and all that shit. That's a Viacom check. Because she flew in on a private jet and flew out on a private jet. Do you think Beyonce paid for that out of her pocket? Do you think BET itself has that much money to get Beyonce in and out after a performance? No. That is Viacom money. So come on, man. And BET is in a weird place. There's in a weird place because... Black people don't accept ratchet shit from BET For whatever fucking reason For whatever reason If it was Real Housewives or Love and Hip Hop Or any of that shit on BET It would be considered coonish. It would be considered stereotypical It would be considered going backwards But once you put all that shit on bh one It's cool to watch It's cool to watch Can you imagine if Love and Hip Hop and Black Ink And uh, all that shit was on BET It would be considered the Coon channel but no they gotta have that smart They gotta have some cool shit on there They gotta have the new edition story And the Bobby Brown story And American Soul The story about Don Cornelius And they gotta have uh, B and Mary Jane They gotta have shit That's a little more cleaner A little more clean cut Because if that ratchet shit was on there We wouldn't accept it from BET But we accept it from VH1 And that's a whole other conversation Whole other conversation Because they all owned by Viacom MTV, VH1, BET They all owned by the same shit So it could have easily been, you know, we're going to put Love and Hip Hop. We're going to put Black Ink Crew. We're going to put all that shit on BET. But someone thought better because they know black people don't accept that ratchet shit on BET for whatever reason. But we'll watch it everywhere else, which is weird. But listen, man, this was a 45 minute podcast. And I only did this because I wanted to touch on shit that I may have missed. I only wanted to touch on things that I that I may have not done or may have not spoken on because this app was always crashing. So hopefully you guys get to hear this when I go to add music behind it and go to uh, publish it and all that. Hopefully it comes out fine and hopefully hopefully you guys enjoy it because I know I've been going for a minute but it was the app it was the app man the app made me not want to come back but you know i couldn't stay away for long man plus it was a little bit of laziness cuz once you get into this new year and you start doing new shit and trying to do new things you know you kind of you kind of go backwards or you kind of give up on the shit that you was doing the year before but i'm back on it man i'm back on it i'm back with it um you know i'm i'm, just, I'm just still trying to get into it i'm still trying to get back into the swing of things i've been going for like a month plus shit i think my last podcast that was published My last podcast that was published was in like December or something. So, you know, I'm back. Hopefully you guys still tuning in and checking for it. But this is the Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. Peace.